welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Brandon. I'm back this week. I'm here with the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan. Hey, we're so happy to have you back, bro. Best Coast. Uh, got to celebrate the, the old fiance's birthday. Thanks to you guys for coming to hang out, by the way, and hang, hanging out the at Buffalo Wild Wings. Got to watch some football. She She's a trooper, man. Even on her birthday, yeah. she went and watched football with me. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Keeper. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, got to, she got lets to us come out. invade your place to uh, record this podcast. So, yeah, <laughs> super cool. Yeah, she kind of puts up with way too much football. She's crazy. <laughs> uh, man, I, you know, I didn't get to... To, I, I got to listen to the podcast and stuff, but I didn't get a, to chime in on the, the week three sadness for me. So, you know, I'm just going to – God, dude, we were just talking about that. That was a painful one. But, you know, we're on, on less than a point, Brandon. Point three points because of Saquon's last catch in that game. Oh, my gosh. That's, I needed, needed 20.2 but out of him. He got 20.6. So that was uh, that was a painful one. Just the way it, she it, goes, boys. It's honestly it's it's partially my fault though, because like I decided this week was the week that I was going to bench, uh, freaking Zeke, and it was the one week he scored a touchdown, and I went with Burks this week. Zeke should have had two touchdowns. Zeke should have had yeah. two touchdowns. The oh. I know. It, it was painful. It, it you know it is what it is. It happens, but we're on to week, week four though. All right, we have four. Yep, week four. So all right, let's get into the news. Um, Zach Wilson uh, has been medically cleared to return back to uh, games. He will play on Sunday at Pittsburgh. Not sure if this is like really good news or if it's really bad news. Um, I think it's going to be different for the running backs now. A lot of let maybe some less checkdowns. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the running back position because there was a lot of checkdowns to the running backs this last week. I think they've averaged like ten targets a a game. So ten curious to targets. see. Yeah, curious to see where that goes uh, for both Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Uh, T Higgins and Joe Mixon both are good to go for uh, Thursday night football. That's actually really good news for Joe Mixon because I was kind of curious to see how he would be, uh, you know, after the ankle injury that he suffered. I didn't really even see what it was, but um, good to hear that they're all going to be back. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with uh, Tua, though, for Thursday Night Football. Uh, have you guys heard anything about that? He's officially questionable. Okay. Okay. We'll actually get into that a little bit later on. I see that. So um, CMC uh, did not practice today with a quad injury. I'm surprised Twitter has not caught fire with this uh, news, but I mean, there certainly was a lot of people talking about it, but uh, Amon Ross St. Brown uh, did not practice with the ankle injury. That's certainly something to monitor because with uh, Swift probably missing a couple of weeks that could really change the offense for them. Um, as far as where the, any offense comes from actually with Swift and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown out. So Something to monitor the rest of the week. AJ Brown did not practice for personal reasons. Uh, Jonathan Taylor did not practice for a toe injury. Um, uh, David Montgomery did not practice uh, ankle and knee. I don't expect him to practice for, I, I highly doubt that he's going to play this week and um, probably a few weeks with that, that ankle injury. Uh, Hunter Renfro still did not practice with the concussion. Um, are you guys worried about that? I mean, I know you guys, both Raider fans, um, you know, to go this long with being not being cleared yet. Is that something that's worrying you guys for this week? We talked about it before the game or before the show a little bit. And uh, guys can miss two weeks. And like, I'm, I mean, I'm concerned for him as a as a person and stuff. But sometimes that happens. So um, I'd, I, you know, monitor practice reports we're going to have to see because these things can just turn around pretty quickly. So he could be like questionable Saturday and then cleared Sunday morning. So just keep yeah. an eye on that. Um, if he missed more than two games, I would, you know, really be concerned about his, uh, his, yeah, about his health and his health. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a long know, time. Up, Renfro. I hope you get better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cordero Patterson did not practice today. Don't really be concerned about that one. It's a Wednesday practice. Uh, a lot of people take yeah, uh, Wednesday practices off. Yeah. Um, but the Michael Thomas not practicing for the foot injury, that is a little concerning. Um, 
I can't, I, I just can't imagine after two years that he's already going to miss a game, but certainly something to monitor. And if he does not play and depending on what's going on with Landry as well, um, Chris Olave could just be a massive play this week, especially in DFS. Maybe, so. but Javis Winston didn't throw any reps today either in practice. It could be the Andy Dalton show. Uh, then I wouldn't trust anybody in that offense. <laughs> exactly. um, Camara. Except for the, the defense that they're playing against. They'll get lots of receptions. <laughs> so Well, they're um, playing yeah, they're playing the Vikings, so that uh, hasn't exactly been a good defense. So uh, that's well, true. I, hopefully Jameis is good to go and then definitely line up Olave because he's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. I think regardless, I think Olave is still a good play. I mean, that guy's just he he's shown he is an elite talent. Come um, to the garden. Yeah, some other uh, limited participants in practice today. Gabe Davis, again, with the ankle. DeAndre Swift, um, which was expected. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, um, foot injury. He did have a hip injury. So, you know, that's something to keep an eye on going into this weekend as well. Miles Sanders with a hip injury. Uh, Waddle, a groin injury. J.K. Dobbins with a chest injury now. Uh, Damian Pierce, uh, with back injury, Christian Watson is still, um, out with that hamstring hamstring injury, uh, Tua with the back injury, man, there's a lot today. AJ Dillon with the, uh, the knee, um, Alan Lazard with the ankle Dorch with the back injury and Keenan Allen did individual drills today. Um, that's a little bit more injury. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he's back this week for them. They clearly, they they need Herbert healthy. I think that's the big thing. That offense, that's probably the worst I've seen that offense look since Herbert has been a yeah. part of this team. Um, Agreed. And he's still they, doing amazing stuff. I mean, that that throw to Guyton, Guyton was incredible. Unfortunately, yeah. Guyton uh, tore his ACL in that game, though. He'll yeah. be out for the season. Yeah. So, um, you know, Wednesdays are uh, – it's pretty common for a lot of people to be on the injury report to have limited practices or no practices. Wednesdays are typically more of a rest day and then they start ramping themselves up uh, for the the week. So, you know, keep an eye on a lot of these injuries. A lot of these are injuries that have been going on for most of these players uh, week to week. Um, And so they'll show up as questionable, but just keep an eye on it going into Thursday and Friday. Um, And we'll we'll keep everybody posted on Saturday's podcast, too, of people we think that are going to be out or have already been ruled out. So. Uh, let's jump into uh, week four then. Um, Thursday night football, we have the Dolphins 3-0 at the Bengals 1-2. and uh, 46.5 point over under, Bengals minus 3.5. Um, that's kind of a crazy line, the fact that the Bengals are actually minus 3.5. I, I do have the Bengals winning this game, though. Um, I think the Bengals get the home favorite here, and they, they could squeak out a win. But, man, if the Dolphins start out 4-0 against this schedule – Oh, baby. You want to ride that pretty impressive. Yeah, it'll be pretty impressive if they do. Uh, Tua and Waddle are both questionable. Um, I think Tua's more in line to possibly miss the game than Waddle, but I'm pretty sure both of them are going to end up suiting up uh, for the game. Um, Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Miami is a little bit more banged up uh, after that, that Bills game. I mean, that was a crazy game they survived the 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 butt punt um which is still the greatest the greatest thing i've ever seen um (laughs) you know he's got a w stamped on his butt uh that's what he tweeted out that was the greatest line i've seen so i love um, that the butt punt happened in the same week that garoppolo gave himself a safety (laughs) yeah he was standing against racism what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) Such everyone's like everyone's How courageous. Like, yeah, everyone's like uh, <laughs> you know, brave. They were like, uh, what cost him the game was him stepping out of the back of the end zone. I'm sorry, but him stepping out of the back of the end zone made it actually even a closer game because he threw a pick. <laughs> it would have been yeah. a pick six if he didn't step out. So yeah, um, you know, I do agree with you guys. Though. I listened to that. That was uh one of the hardest games to watch. I mean, as a Bronco fan, I. I was I was yelling at the TV. It's just it is getting was, so frustrating for me. I was yelling at the TV. I was like, "What is happening with this Broncos team?" It's not. It's 
not pretty football that's for sure at least not on the offensive side like if you love defensive football then i guess you saw some stuff you really liked in that game but uh it i I can't explain what's happening in that denver offense i know i know this one's like way off topic actually is the is the bronco game on today's okay no i'm gonna throw this out there really quick because it's not on today's uh episode so um i saw a stat and this was kind of interesting to me so um yards or percentage of contact before like gaining yards before the line of scrimmage um for javante williams is like 47 percent but for melvin gordon it's 27 percent and i don't know why that is like are they designing a different type of play for javante versus um melvin gordon because like the line of scrimmage is breaking down faster for for Javante, for some reason, he's getting on 47% of attempts, he's getting hit behind the line of scrimmage before, you know, running the ball, which is why he has one of the highest broken tackle percentages right. as well. But I will but at say, the same time, it's weird. There's a lot, there's a lot of guys with an even higher percentage than that, that are really producing still. Um, but I think what's happening is when they see Javante in the backfield, they think it's a, a design run for him. It just, you know, the defense plays more to defend against the Javante run than they do against the Melvin Gordon run. Yeah. I can what see it that. is in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, I, I didn't get to talk to you guys about that. So let's get back to this uh, Thursday night football game. So obviously we're starting Tua Waddle, um, Tyree kill burrow, chase Higgins. I mean, mix in, you're throwing all of them in there. Um, the Miami defense has played really, really well. Is that somebody you're willing to take the risk on against Dude, the Bengals? Or how much Burrow has been sacked? I don't think even if they put up like 40 points, you're going into the negative. So <laughs> uh, that's a that's a fair point. Uh, it is, you know, it is in Cincinnati, and Bengals are favored, so that's a risky play. Like I, uh, I'd, I'd rather look elsewhere. But I put it in the show doc just because I think if you have the Miami D, they might be worth sitting on this week through this bad matchup yeah I, yeah that's fair i have so in our dynasty i have them um so last week i i benched them even though they actually had a pretty good game considering they played you know buffalo um and this week I, i'll probably sit them again but uh, i just think there's some other really good matchups out there yeah, um that's true. right now that like this week, uh, especially if you have like Green Bay or even the Giants, you know, there's there's some decent matchups out there that I'd rather start than Miami. Um, what about the running back room for the uh, Miami Dolphins? Are you guys willing to roll out Edmonds or Mostert? I mean, Edmonds got two touchdowns last week. I'm somewhat willing to roll out Edmonds and in a deeper league Mostert if you needed to flex him if you were in a rough spot or like, you know, in a bad spot at RB2 if you had to because he's going to see some volume in this game. And if they do get out to a big lead with Tua being a little banged up, they might try and lean on the run a little more than they have in the first three weeks, which has been really low. So that's a possibility. Um and then uh, Tyler Boyd also is not a terrible flex. We saw last week he had a huge touchdown. So, uh, yeah, I think I think those guys are all right. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, all right, let's jump over to the Saints uh, and Vikings. So both uh, – no, not both. Sorry. The Vikings 2-1 and one at Saints 1-2. and two. This is the London game this week, so 6.30 a.m. Uh, start. Uh, I will not be awake to watch this game. Oh, I'm um, gonna be awake, baby. Heck yeah! Uh, you think I'm not? You yeah. think I'm gonna miss football in London town? <laughs> I, I, I personally will. I, 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 I actually that might that's probably a lie because I do have a player in it, so um, I'll probably be awake. But jolly good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my god! What are you guys doing over there? Oh man. Okay, so forty three and a half point over under Vikings minus three. Uh, both teams are two and zero oh in London, so I like that. Stat. Break that. Yeah, I'm uh, excited for this. Yeah, one I, of these teams I, wants to be the London team. You know what I mean? I'm gonna. No, I'm the gonna, Jaguars I'm gonna say are the, the London. That's team. true. Yeah, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the Vikings take this game too. Um, with Jameis being hurt, I know their defense is really good, but with Jameis being hurt and. I hope we see something out of Kamara this week. Um, that does my my worry meter is getting a little higher with him, just because 
He the in I get he's you know got the injured ribs and stuff, but the utilization just does not seem to be there. He did look a little explosive last week. He had some good plays, but um, you know you're still going to roll him out there though. Uh, Jefferson, don't bench Jefferson. I have seen no. some stuff on Twitter today, and people have Jefferson sitting on their bench, and I'm I'm just like, what? No, 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 no. Put him put him back in. Put him. Don't ever bench what? him. This is probably bad fantasy analysis, but I, I like to play guys in international games. I think stars show up in those games, man. They want people Except for to Kirk see Cousins. them internationally. Yeah, but Kirk, it's a primetime game for Kirk Cousins, if you call it primetime. Kind of, yeah. It's a little scary, but I definitely still want to play Jefferson. Oh, yeah, you have to play Jefferson. You have to play... You know, I think uh, it's it's looking like Dalvin Cook is going to play this week. I know he's been questionable, but I mean, he's played through this injury before. Oh they'll they'll put the uh, the old you know apparatus on his shoulder, and he's going to rush for 150 yards and two touchdowns this week. So Please. just be ready for that. I'm I'm putting I'm putting the stamp right now. That's what's going to happen. Um, Do you guys think Dalvin Cook ends up with like a robotic arm? <laughs> eventually, he's going to have to. I mean, he's, he's not going to have anything left. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's certainly a possibility. Uh, if Michael Thomas is um, healthy, I mean, you got to roll him out there. He's oh, yeah. great. He's he's a touchdown magnet. So, but the issue uh, is, you, you have know, to wake up at five thirty in the morning to figure out if he's healthy. <laughs> oh yeah, That's if true. he's a game time decision, and you know you're not going to get up, like start somebody else. Yes, definitely. Um, and then. Alave is somebody that I'm willing to roll out no matter what. Um, yeah, I'm confident. I think you flex him uh, no matter no matter what. You you get him in your lineup. He's they're clearly making him a part of this offense. Um, I've been flexing, dude. I've been stunting on people just for the fact that I own him in a dynasty league. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, all my guys are really old, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Browns two and one at Falcons one and two 49 and a half point over under Browns minus one and a half. This game got a little bit more interesting for me with the recent news of miles Garrett. Um, I hope he's okay. Uh, heard quite a few things of, you know, what he went through in that accident. Um, they're not sure if he's going to play if, if he's out, um, I I kind of like the Falcons like offense in this anyways. Um mm-hmm. I don't know like who's going to win the game per se. I think that's why it's a minus yeah. one and a half game. Yeah, it's a 50-50 either way. But I like, you know, Pitts and and London more in this game especially if and, and even Patterson um if uh if Clowney and uh Miles Garrett, Garrett out. Yeah. yeah Agreed. That definitely. Definitely. So you're definitely rolling out uh, Chubb. Uh, what about Kareem Hunt? Um, where are you guys at with uh, Kareem Hunt? Uh, yes, or... play Kareem Hunt. Play him, but I couldn't move him this week, so I'm probably going to have to play him too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it? Oh, it's an even week. Oh, you're screwed. Um, <laughs> uh, Cooper, are you setting him in and forgetting it now? I mean, back-to-back really good weeks out of him. Is he somebody that you're just uh, to me? Is somebody that you've uh, at worst you got to flex him now? That's what it feels like. But well, would you rather flex Hunt or Cooper? Cooper. I have them both in the league, and we're fifty fifty here against the Falcons. I would rather flex Cooper. But I, I, I'm a notorious Cooper hater. He could disappear so easy. Like that's yep. what he. That's what he does. So. Hunt, you know he's going to get in, get the involvement, um, and he he got the touchdown opportunities last week. We talked about that, and he could very well get quite a few of them this week too. I mean, this is a this is a defense. That's why it's a forty nine and a half point over under. That's not because both of these offenses are amazing. It's because these defenses are not amazing. Um, there's going to be offensive opportunities here in this game um for teams to score and i think hunt has a chance to get in the end you know get in yeah. the end zone this week so i agree um what about Injoku? uh how do you guys feel about him after you know that career night actually i mean he caught the most passes in his career last week man so it's uh josh and i were talking earlier about how david Injoku is still sitting on the waiver wire after waivers ran in our league of record 
And it's because everybody in our League of Record has done this song and dance before where you see David Njoku have a huge game and then he will maybe just like he, he might just get a donut this week. He might just do I'll be, absolutely nothing. I'll and, be honest, though. I tried to pick him up and I forgot that now Schultz is questionable. So it didn't process for me. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So That's I have bummer. to I would have to move around and actually drop somebody and I really don't have anyone I want to drop now but I I was going to just because I I had that open roster spot so I was going to pick him up and I was going to play him this week just to play him but I don't want to drop Higby or or Schultz for him so no um, and I didn't I I have Gerald Everett currently and I'd rather just rather than trying to decide who's going to have a better week between the two of them I'd rather just roll with a better offense where I think he has more touchdown opportunity and stick yeah. with Gerald Everett, like better quarterback, I mean, if better you're, offense. If, if you're in a deeper league um, or you, you know, you did suffer that Schultz injury and you weren't able to pick up somebody better uh, to, to roll out there. Um, he's certainly somebody that I, I, I would, I would roll out. Um, now oh, uh, I'd play about, him over like Will Disley and I'm a Will Disley Stan. Like you should, you know, he's, he's, uh, I'd rather Fryermuth, I think. Who did the play this week? I think I'd rather have Fryermuth than either of those guys. Yeah, okay. Irv Smith was getting a little involved. That's close with him and in joke. It is. It's close with him. I don't really trust either of them. I think I trust Irv Smith more than Njoku too, though. I think um, I'd lean that way, but it's it's really close. Okay. All right, let's jump over to probably what is going Start to be Drake London. Yes, definitely start Drake London. That was I thought I I thought I mentioned him, but yeah, Drake London, get him in get him in your offense for sure. I just I just always like to throw that out there because he's he's so great. He's yeah. gonna be so good. <laughs> these rookies really all these oh, there's been a lot of really good rookies this year. There there's has. a heart frame in Jordan's bedroom. And it's got Drake London in it. <laughs> it's that's, it's that's an understatement, day. man. No, I I've set up a whole altar now. It's the altar. <laughs> there's <laughs> candles and praise to it great. every night. <laughs> uh, with the the London song playing in the background, <laughs> London, 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 yeah, it's on repeat. Oh. Uh, so the that's his ringtone even now. You guys should hear it. Uh, Bill's ringtone, <laughs> yeah. his ring backtone, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bills two and one at Ravens two and one. This game is going to be amazing. Uh, 51 and a half point over under bills minus three, uh, definitely the highest over under the week. I would imagine. Yeah, it is highest over under the week starting Allen Diggs, Lamar Jackson and Andrews. And then you can get into a, a lot of other players on these <laughs> both sides of the ball. Uh, With this Bateman, high and over under, there's always such a like deep flex options, you know? Bateman hasn't had, still hasn't had quite enough of involvement. I mean, he's like, he's one of those guys that's like a boomer bust. Like he's going to catch either a 75 yard touchdown or he's going to get you, you know, 30 total yards. Yeah. You know, I saw him compared to like Deshaun Jackson by somebody on Twitter yesterday, yesterday, and it was a pretty good comparison as to what he's been in the NFL so far, but his combat of college was way more of like the possession receiver type. And he has that skill set. So I think if we see games where he has eight targets or whatever, it's going to be, you know, hyper productive. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing is we knew this offense was a pretty small pie coming in. Lamar's been throwing, I think more than maybe we expected. He's been fantastic. He's going to MVP. Um, but you know, Andrew soaks up a lot of that volume and it's not, you know, he's not going out there and throwing 50 passes a game because he's going to do some of it with his legs and they're going to be really efficient. So they get in the end zone and then the drive's over. They don't have to have 10 plays like that. You know, they do it five. So, yeah. Um, a lot of times that's just what it comes down to. That's part of why he's not getting the, the massive volume, but he's going to be really efficient on his touches. So I, I'm super fine putting Bateman in my lineup. Um, Duvernay, I, like I think I'm out on, though. I think so, too. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But that, that connection between Lamar Jackson and freaking Mark Andrews is incredible. That's Andrews Mahomes so Kelsey esque. I mean, yep. honestly. It's, it's the only comp. It's it's so great to watch. Um, 
it's, Dude, Jackson's it's, it's incredible. arm has looked incredible this year. I just got to give it up to that guy. He looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league and one of the best running backs in the league. It's insane. That, that bag's getting heavier every game. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he bet on himself, he's, and he's, he's proven gotta it. stay healthy. Yeah, he's man. winning that bet. Um, what about like uh, Isaiah McKenzie or any of the Bills running backs? Uh, Singletary had McKenzie, especially if Gabe Davis is going to be limited or anything like that. Yeah, I was going to say if Gabe Davis is out, I would look at Isaiah McKenzie. Um, and I'd also be more interested in the Bills running backs if Gabe Davis is out because we saw last week, uh, Singletary had nine, nine targets, I believe it was. So, um, that's not something we've really seen from them, but if they're, you know, missing that, that awesome number two wide receiver on the outside, then he's going to have to look at some different places. So what's the deal with Dawson Knox? Like what is uh where did the production go? I mean, he was so he was so involved in the offense at the end of last year. Um is it just the like, you know, the the up and comingness of yep. Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis and those guys that they're starting to trust them more? I do think that's a that's most of it is just they want to get those guys opportunities more and they're more explosive and more talented with the ball in their hands, so that's where they go. Yeah, Gabe and he's Davis, been banged I, up, so it's not helping him that he's you know he's been on the the injury report since preseason, like every week. So um, that that hasn't helped him at all. If Gabe Davis is uh, active, he's in your lineup. He was getting red zone targets again last week. Um, That's he's the a huge red zone threat for them. So, uh, what about any of the Ravens running backs? Um, is there anyone? Are you are you willing to go another with week Dobbins on Dobbins? Yet? Okay, especially now with the chest injury, um, you know I'm not sure how extreme that is, but I think I'm the same way. I think I'm I'm holding off on on J.K. Dobbins. All right, let's get into the Commanders one and two at Cowboys two and one forty one and a half point over under Cowboys minus three and a half. Let me just say uh, forty one and a half point over under week. I this- could even still get it. It, I mean, it, it could, could it hit, hit the under. The under. I know. Yeah. It's just this NFC East ball is so ugly this year. And the commanders have looked pretty good in their first two games and then looked just terrible last week. I mean, the Eagles are great. The Eagles yes, are really good defensively. At least they're fun to watch. Yeah. They feel like they don't um, count. <laughs> and, you so, know, the commanders were putting up points the, the first two weeks. They struggled last week. But the first two weeks, even in their, their first loss, they, they were putting up points. So, um, yeah, I think this could definitely hit the over if it just kind of breaks the right way. The Cowboys do have a pretty good defense, but the commanders don't really have a good defense, at least not so far. So I just think that that Cowboys uh, defensive line is just going to eat up wins like I. I worry. I know. I know it's hard to take any of these guys out of your lineup. McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. I mean, even Antonio Gibson. Um, what about uh, Dotson? Are you are you rolling him out this week? I, I know he had a rough game last week. Um, is that somebody you're still rolling the um, the dice with? I'd like to look into you know whether or not we think McLaurin will be shadowed by Diggs because um, that. That could be interesting, and um, but I think, I think you know, Curtis Samuel's seen the volume, so I'm pretty confident playing him. You probably have to play McLaurin if you've got him, and Dotson. You probably have other options because of how late you were drafting him. So maybe if you've got another guy who's been doing well and is in a better matchup, um, maybe you could look to them. But I'm not worried about him after the down week last week. He had three touchdowns in his first two games as a rookie, so. You know, I'm I like that guy a lot, and uh, I'm gonna keep playing him going forward when I need to. He's just not quite to the level of like you have to start this guy. As someone who doesn't like Amari Cooper, Jordan, would you flex Dotson over Cooper this week? Yes, I I would always flex anybody over Amari Cooper. I just <laughs> I know that's maybe not like the most sound advice, and maybe it's gonna change when Deshaun Watson's there and he has a quarterback of that caliber throwing to him, but. I just, that guy's so, he, there are no mediocre games with him where he gives you like nine to 
15 points. It's either like he scores you 30 or 40 points or he does absolutely nothing. And he just had two good games. So I'm really worried that's not going to continue <laughs> with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Um, on the Cowboy side, you know, Zeke, uh, do you think he's, I guess, quote, back or... You know, where where are you at with Zeke? I know a lot of people have been really down on him, me being one of them. I benched him. I'm not um, taking him out of my lineup. I didn't bench him. They're yeah. at-home favorites. I'm going to start Zeke. Uh, Tony Pollard, you're going to have in your lineup in a flex position. He's still getting involved. Had a great game last week, too. Dude, he looks uh, so good when he gets the ball. Yeah. The, the, the difference, you know, and I talked to Zach a lot about this too, is like the difference in plays that they designed for Pollard versus Zeke too, you know, like everyone talks about how like Zeke only gets, you know, three and a half yards a carry or whatever, but he's running right through the tackle. He's running straight down the middle. Whereas like Pollard, it's end arounds and these screen plays and all this stuff. And it gives them the opportunity to burst out for these plays. And so, you know, there's going to always be a difference in, yards per attempt for Pollard versus Zeke because Zeke does a lot of the dirty work for that team. So, you know, but he gets a lot of the goal line work too. So, oh, yeah. you know, it, once Dak comes back too, I think Zeke's production is definitely going to go up. I agree. Um, you know, so. he Pollard's not on this level, but it's kind of similar to what we used to see at the Saints with Ingram and Kamara back like in the Drew Brees days where, Ingram didn't always have the greatest game because he was and he wasn't quite as efficient because he was ramming it down the middle between the 20s and Mm -hmm. Camaro was getting it on the outside. He was getting the third down work, stuff like that. So he was, you know, the higher value of the two, but they were still very valuable. Pollard's no Camara, so it's going to inflate Zeke's value over the course of the season. He's going to have more good games. Yeah. Uh, CD, you're rolling out there. What about Noah Brown? I mean, he still was involved in the offense again. Do you think that's going down, goes down now? Cause more than likely Gallup will be back this week. That's my concern. That's why I'm not going to go ahead and start Noah Brown, I guess. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't start Gallup though, either. I want to see what he does before Good I bring point. him back out. Cause he's, you know, he's not, he's not an elite guy that you're, um, expecting to just come right back out and be the focal point of the offense. Jordan's so. gonna have Dallas people in his DMs. I think if you're in a, I think I if think you're Gallup's in a- really good. I have him on a dynasty <laughs> squad. I just, you know, he's not, you know, yeah, like he's I not AJ Brown to where you're like, all right, put him back out there. He might get 11 targets. Right. Like that's just yeah. not what's gonna happen. Full PPR, I think you could roll out Noah Brown this week. Um, yeah. You know, because I mean, he's still getting the targets and I still think he's going to be involved for a little while until Gallup really gets, you know, reacclimated with the offense and stuff. And I, I think they're going to have him on some sort of a um, a uh, snap count as well. So um, Dak has been ruled out of this game as well, but it sounds like he's going to start ramping his way back up to coming back soon. Um, you know, so. That's, rush has just been be playing well enough that they're not in any in any rush to play him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> freaking Ritter says to me on uh, on Monday when we were at dinner and we were watching the game. He's like, "So when Cooper rushes it, is it is that a is that a Cooper rush?" Like, I was like, "Oh my gosh, dude!" He's like trying to make all these funny puns. <laughs> I was like, uh, "No pun intended." Um. All right, so Seahawks one and two at Lions one and two. 48 and a half point over under Lions minus four and a half. Uh this could be an interesting game. I think this one really depends on, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, where he's at. It sounds like Swift is likely gonna miss this week, maybe even two weeks, but they haven't officially ruled him out yet. So um that's something to still keep an eye on. But if he's out uh I think Jamal Williams jumps into that possible top 15 role against the Seahawks defense. I agree. Um, so he's certainly he's a, somebody you're going to roll out there. He's like a must start. If Swift doesn't go, he's going to see the volume and he's seen a ton of red zone work. So they trust him in that area. And if they get down there, they can hand him the ball. Dude, any rocks. Yeah, he's good. And yeah. that team loves him. Right. What about, uh, the Seahawks running backs, Penny and Walker. Are you guys starting either of those guys? I could see myself flexing Penny, but definitely not Walker. 
Is yeah. Walker droppable for you in League of Record? I hate this question. <laughs> no. Um, no, not if you can help it. Like, unless you have all of the injuries, then no, I would not drop Walker and let somebody grab him off the waiver wire. Because if this switches or if Penny gets hurt, which he has every year, then Walker walks right into, you know, he, he could walk into a ton of touches in a really bad offense and be mediocre, but he could have some good games at the end of the year. Yeah, he definitely walkers his way right into it. Jeez, you um, might, you might, gosh dang, got it up. <laughs> Look, but Penny, yeah, to. you can, you can flex Penny in a pinch or, or start a mission. Penny in a flex. You can pinch a Penny in a flex. Or, God, this is uh, the worst episode we've done. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is, uh, this is our weird pun Wednesday. Um, so, uh, <laughs> okay, what about uh, Jared Goff? Uh, are you confident uh, as a streamer option this week for him? Yeah, um, I think Goff could go off. The funny thing is, I'm not even kidding. I do. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let me ask you this one uh, Russell Wilson or Jared Goff? Goff. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Goff, actually. Wait, who does Denver play this week? I don't know if it matters. The Raiders. I don't know it's if it matters. Right oh, that's right. The Raiders. That's not a get right game. Goff. I'm going to go Goff. I'm going to go with Russ. If Amon Ross St. Brown doesn't play, I certainly would not start okay. Jared Goff. No, that's then totally I fine. would play Russ, even though I'd okay. probably look somewhere else if I could. Yeah. It's okay. Russ is going to have three touchdowns at least this week, so it'll be no problem. Mm. Um, mm. anybody else you guys are willing to start in this game? Uh, Der- uh, Metcalf, you're obviously in. What about Lockett or Chark? Are you rolling out either one of those guys? No. I guess if Amon Ra misses, I would flex Chark in a full PPR because he should see volume. Yeah. Okay. And it would make me more interested in Hawkinson, who's been really, you know, he got a touchdown, but he's been disappointing otherwise. Yep. Yeah, I worry if Amon-Rog is out, it, you know, even if Chark's not a great play just because they, they do like Josh Reynolds there, and he's, uh, you know, going to get some targets there too if Amon-Rog's out, and they might just not move the ball at all. If Amon-Rog's out, I, I see this line moving quite a bit. Like, I think the over-under goes down mm-hmm. um, if Amon-Rog St. Brown's out. If Amon-Rog St. Brown is healthy and he's playing, I expect him to have a very big game in this yeah. game. yeah. I love um, that guy. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, he is in my DFS lineup for this week. I know you guys haven't set those yet. We'll go over those on Saturday. We'll see about that, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I have a I have a mini shrine of Omaha next to my London Oh, shrine. you didn't? No, I got last. Oh. Yeah. You watch your tone, young man. I already dug myself out of my hole. <laughs> that was impressive. Um, oh, yeah, thanks, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you did it. We, you helped him. Yeah, talk about the all-time backfire. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into the Chargers at Texans. Chargers one and two at Texans o two and one forty four and a half point over under. Chargers only minus five and a half. I think this is again because of the Herbert injury. Um, I haven't heard much about if he's practicing even this week. Um, he didn't practice so, today. Okay. It's something to definitely monitor. I mean, or, that or often... he, he didn't throw today. He was at practice, but he didn't throw. So he didn't practice basically because that yeah. doesn't count for a quarterback to <laughs> practice without throwing the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, the offense, like I said, looked really, really bad last week. Um, so I think with him being out, I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about the, pieces around um if he does go out there and play because we saw last week he can still get the ball to the you know where he needs to get it i just felt like he wasn't as mobile and they were able to change up how it was done um you know you're obviously rolling out mike williams uh are you starting keenan allen if he plays or are you worried about it i mean he's had what 
16 days rest, 17 days rest, because um, it was a Thursday night game that he got hurt. If he's playing, I actually think I would probably put him in my lineup. Yeah, I think so. Watch the practice reports because he was, uh, what, limited today and, yeah, doing just individual drills. If he's a full practice heading into the weekend and he's going to play, then I would play him. If he's, like, a game-time decision and doesn't practice all week, no. Yeah, he could be the decoy. So we're going to – Mike, now I want to ask about the the Austin Eckler side. Um, This was kind of my fear going into the season – and something that I talked about early on was my worry of the regression of Eckler. And now we've seen three running backs getting possession and he's yet to, I think it's, he had like 57% of snaps last week. Like it's pretty low for him, you know, not getting really the utilization that he was before. I mean, is that, how much is that worrying I think if the Chargers want to start winning games, they're going to start getting the ball in his hands. Because this is the thing. They have no run game right now. You know, Sony Michelle's not startable because he's not producing. So they need to start ground and pound winning some of that stuff in the trenches, and then they maybe can get it done. And the fact is, Eckler's their best running back. The redeeming thing, too, is that the last two weeks, he's had 10 and 8 targets. So... Uh, he's he's seeing the volume in the passing game. He wasn't super efficient on those targets, unfortunately, but I think this offense is going to figure out ways to get him in space and get the ball in his hands, and he's a really good running back, so he's going to do better than he has. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think... He's still glued in my lineup right now. Yeah, definitely. Is he somebody you would try and move on from to try and get somebody else or a Not package right now. of somebody else? I don't like to sell guys low like that, and I know he's going to have a bounce back. Okay. Okay. I know Still it. a little lower on him. Than I know everybody. it. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, know it lower on what him you can get. Guys, it but... always depends what you can get. So I'd be yeah. willing to if I could still get, you know, good, really solid value for him. If I could get a running back of that same caliber that I was more confident in going forward or like a, an elite wide receiver. Would you rather have Austin Eckler right now or Javante Williams? Rest of season, I would probably rather have Javante Williams. I would I wouldn't, have do a, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a one for one trade for Javante and Eckler. Like I would need some other, like some sort of piece in there. Like, I mean, would you do like a James Robinson and I don't know, like a Hollywood Brown for Eckler? Ooh, I think I, uh... <sighs> I would have to look at that for a minute. I'd have to chew it over. I'd probably take the Eckler side. See, I, I, I think, think I would t- take the James Robinson and Hollywood Brown side. I think I might as well because Robinson has been phenomenal he has been don't see that slowing down really so well i do see maybe etn working his way into more and more of this offense and i also see eckler taking over this backfield even more because it's not good aside from him yeah there's definitely going to be better games ahead for eckler yeah i can see that okay okay i get it um uh Josh Palmer, are you gonna if Keenan Allen happens to be ruled out again this week, is he a flex play for you? Yeah. Yep. Definitely for me. Mm-hmm. Uh he looked great last week. He's I think he could really be involved in this. I I kind of I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast or not, but I talked about what I thought could happen with Keenan Allen in the offseason. He's that's part of the reason why I sold him like I did in Dynasty was because I think the Chargers, there's a chance that the Chargers at the end of the season move on from Keenan Allen and they allow Palmer and Mike Williams to really be the young core pieces of, of this offense. And and I think if you can buy Palmer now in in Dynasty for a cheaper value, then I think you're going to be able to get him possibly in the offseason. He's a, a candidate that I would be looking into trying to get. I like so. that. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the other thing, too, is I like his talent, and I think he'd be a good wide receiver on a different team, too. So that's another thing, too. It's not just the connection to Justin Herbert. He's young and he's yeah. good. 
But the connection to Justin Herbert really helps. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, so if they could tie him and Mike Williams to Justin Herbert for, you know, four or five years, that's a phenomenal offense you want to be a part of. And those two together would be really good. And Keenan Allen's just kind of getting to that age. I love Keenan Allen. I think he's great, but he is definitely getting to that age. So, um, all right, let's jump over to the, the last game of the um, early morning slate that we're going to talk about today. Titans one and two at Colts one, one and one uh, 42 and a half point over under Colts minus three and a half Colts fresh, fresh off of a amazing upset of the chiefs. Um, it's crazy that their first win of the season comes against the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think they were kind of, I don't want to say gifted part of that, but I think they were kind of they were kind of gifted um, some of that because I, I don't think really their offense played all that great, but their defense did play really good. You're obviously rolling out Jonathan Taylor. If he's healthy, keep an eye on that. Don't know the extent of this toe injury. Uh, Derek Henry, Michael Pittman, are you even looking at either of the two quarterbacks? No. I mean, in a two QB league, obviously they're in your lineup, but yeah, I think I'd I'd rather not. Yep. We've seen Tannehill have some big games in the past, and if he, you know, is utilizing Derrick Henry in the past game, that's going to help him with some efficiency numbers. So, you know, but neither one of these guys is going to run, so they're not really going to give you any kind of floor. You need him to throw several touchdowns. Uh, you know, it's a divisional out. game. I could see this being way low scoring for yeah. what we would expect. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I will say you, you mentioned the Colts getting gifted part of that win against Kansas City. Well, if if a Kansas City loss is part of a gift, I want to open it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm happy with it. Uh, Traylon Burks, I saw some reports today um, that the offensive coordinator said they really want to get him more involved. He ran a – I mean, he was – I think it was 97% of routes last yeah. week, and he had one catch. One catch. And then the other two weeks, he was under 40% and was targeted like crazy. Yep. Granted, if he would have got in the end zone on that play where he went down at the one, we'd be having a totally different conversation about him. Like He was like at the top of the list of guys who were targeted, like per targets per route run. And then yeah. after last week, it's like average. Yeah. <laughs> I – my heart is still broken. I don't even want to talk about it. My heart is so broken. Um, I, I finally decided to start him. He gets me 2.6. Right now, um, I don't know if you can start either any of those wide receivers, Traylon Burks, Robert Woods. You don't know who it's going to be. You don't, but I, I certainly do not drop Traylon Burks. I mean, Agreed. I know the panic is still kind of out there because – Everyone thought last week was going to be the breakout week. It was it was time, and he was going to get more involved. And I, I, it's going to come. More involvement is going to be there. Uh, if you can buy Traylon Burks right now for absolutely nothing or for cheap, especially in a league record, um, I would advise trying to do it. He means uh, a redraft. Oh yeah, redraft league. <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> a, a redraft league. You know, try it. Try and try and go out there and get him. See what you can do, because um, there's certainly people out there that are are willing to part ways with him because it's it's been frustrating right now for him as an as an owner. I mean, I I I don't know what really you could get for him right now, or what you could even try and trade for him. So, you know, but certainly send out some flyers because I think I think his involvement in the offense certainly is going to go up. So. Nice. Well, hey, I do want to say, I do want to yeah, say before ahead. we uh, end the show that uh, if you like your waivers ran, go look and see who people dropped. Go yes. see who was dropped during your waivers, or see who was dropped, you know, after waivers ran. Go see who's out there because you know some of these, some of these rookies, probably not a lot of them because a lot of them have been performing, but. Some of these guys are out there on your waiver wire who shouldn't be. So go look and just see who's out there, and uh, you might be able to snag them for really cheap. Um, if you've got some other savvy league mates, they might be doing the same thing. So you know you might have to bid on these guys. But uh, if they're you know if somebody drops somebody they shouldn't have, you know if somebody's really dumb and they they're brand new to this and they drop Justin Jefferson because he's had two bad weeks, like go spend everything. 
that's you know just you have to go get those guys when your league mates do really dumb things so you know capitalize and go win yeah um actually really quick uh I I know when you guys were recording the episode, we didn't have the news on Sterling Shepard tearing his ACL. Um, do you? Oh, we talked about there, it a little bit. Okay, I didn't hear much about like the like confirmation of it being a torn ACL. Is there anybody oh, from? Yeah, I don't think that, we had that at the time. Yeah, is there anybody from the Giants that you guys would target then right now? Um, Kadarius Tony or Kadarius Tony or Wandale Robinson. Those are yes. the two that I would think. Um, yeah. Both of those guys are worth owning. Yeah. I, I think Wandale I, – I know – I want to say Kadarius Tony. I do. But I think Wandale is the one that they selected that they – you know, and I know they want to get him involved, and I worry about even Kadarius Tony staying on the field. I mean, he has shown he can't stay on the field. So, you know, if, if Kadarius Tony or Wandale Robinson are out there on your waivers and you have – an open roster spot, or you can sneak them on on Sunday. If someone gets ruled out, um, you know, I would uh, just cause I know that they're both working their way back into the, the, the offense and they're going to be back soon. So, and they almost have to get them involved because I mean, right now they've got what uh, Richie James, um, Richie and James and David Sills and Kenny Galladay and Darius. They don't Slayton. have Kenny Galladay. We've- don't even do not don't even look Kenny Kenny Galladay's way. I wouldn't <laughs> like, want to play any of those guys in a full PPR. Okay. Maybe you could play Richie James, but I would not be excited about it. And um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I, recommend that. No, I would not recommend it. Like I would rather tr- see what happens with Wandale or Kadarius, and you know, take an upside shot on a guy who could actually win you games in the future, even if he can't, you know, these guys might not play this week. We'll see what happens, continue to monitor the situation. But hopefully right now you're not like looking for a spot start to get you through the week and you don't have to try and play somebody like Richie James. All right. All right. I like it. Okay. One more. I got a good one. (laughs) You guys want to place a wager on the game on Sunday? Loser has to wear the other team's jersey and post post it on our Twitter. You don't have a jersey that would fit me. The oh, heck I don't. Oh god. <laughs> I do not want to do that. I'll I'll, I got one fit I'll both do of you it. guys. Um no. I'm not adding more heartbreak to what is already like the most awful season. It it's no. The Raiders are probably gonna be 0 and five after the next two nah. weeks. We play Broncos and then Chiefs. Nah, Brandon can wear my sweaty Josh Jacobs jersey. You guys can make the bet. You Josh guys Jacobs have, fun. have to be the I'm, Mac one. I w- I'm not betting on my Raiders because they're terrible. Okay, it's it's on. It's live. Me and you, Josh. Loser wears <laughs> the other jersey. We put it on Twitter. All right. <sighs> okay. okay. I feel dirty making that bet. <laughs> uh, I am so saving that picture too, and every time you call me, it's gonna pop up. Well, I'll do the same to you. How about that? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode sixteen, and thank you both for filling in for me on Monday when I was gone. Really oh, we appreciate happy that. We missed you though. Yep, definitely, definitely. So, uh, you can find us on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BCFF underscore Brandon. I'm at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I'm at BCFF Josh. All right. Well, thank you guys again. Make sure to hit that like and follow button. Uh, Leave all the comments that you guys can on here. We appreciate all the feedback and everything that we're getting. And if you guys got anything, any start sick questions, anything like that, make sure to hit us up on Twitter. We really appreciate everything. Other than that, thank you guys. Have a good night, and we'll be here on Saturday. Woo!